so I, I also don't know whether or not you've seen this week, uh, but the F123 game uh, is due to... Oh, God, when is it supposed to come out? It's like not next week, the week after, right? Is like, it that close? Yeah, okay. it's not that far away. Um, but essentially, all of the driver ratings came out. Do you know any of them off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, no. I think Sergio's 89 and Max is 91, but I know they did the video where they were guessing each other's statistics and yeah. overall rating. So um, the game the game actually comes out on June 16th. Oh, so like it's three not, days. It's literally this week. I didn't know it was out this week. I thought it was next week, maybe even the week after. Um, but uh, I know we, we both bought the previous one. Yeah. And it was rubbish. Yeah, it, it was fun for a while yeah. because it was new and we had yeah. our steering wheels. And then we just never went back to it. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame, but apparently this one has fixed a lot of problems that the previous one had. Well, if they can remove some like auto spin curbs that's, and that's... really have you like control the car, I know it's not going to be to a level of a proper simulation no. race, but it didn't feel you could actually control the car. Yeah, so appa- and... apparently they've sorted out like mechanical grip and stuff like that, and they've made changes yeah. to make it more realistic. So, I mean, I'm I'm not going to buy it day of release. I'm going to wait a week or two and see what the reviews come out are like for it, um, and then just go from there, really. Um, and then I guess we can chat about whether or not we want to bother buying it together slash playing it, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yep. um, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to get it anyway. Like As long as it's <laughs> not complete rubbish, I will probably end up getting it anyway. Um, but, so the, the driver ratings came out, and I thought it would be fun to, for considering that you have no idea what the ratings are for you to guess the ratings. Okay. Okay. So, right. so I know Max. Well, I might know. I, I, I don't. Max and Sergio. I think I know. So, what did you say Sergio was? Eighty-nine. Yeah. Right. So that one's correct. And then okay. Max's, you said was ninety-one. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> so okay. you got one right. Uh, I will let you guess. Max's so, so, again. All right. Do it, so let's do it team by team. So, I so. so Max, I, I would have gone ninety-one. So uh, yeah. So you've got uh, Max would have been ninety-one, and you're saying Sergio, you would have given him eighty-nine. Yeah. Uh, Max is 94. Okay, right. Apparently. Okay. There we Here go. Here are the next two drivers. So I'm going to say Alpine. What do we think the Alpine drivers are going to be? Okay, Esteban, I'm going to go with 84. Okay, 84 for Esteban. Yeah, I'm going to go 82. Okay, so you you would say that Esteban is going to be higher anyway, like higher yes. overall. You're sort of correct. Uh, Esteban is 86, and okay. Pierre is 84. All right. Uh, and by the looks of things, the real difference in stats uh, is racecraft. Apparently, Esteban has better racecraft. Okay. I don't know if I'd agree with that, to be completely honest. I mean, yeah, Astaban, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to pick another team at random. We're going to go Ferrari. What do you think Charles Leclerc's rating will be? Bearing in mind Sergio Perez is an 89. If it's as a driver, I'm going to go 90 for Charles, okay. Charles Leclerc. Yep. And then Carlos Sainz, I'm going to go with 87. Okay, so you're one off for both. Carlos is an 88 uh, and yeah. uh, Charles is an 89. Oh, wow. Charles didn't even make the 90s? 
Yeah, he's definitely in the nineties. I think the the back end of last year, I think, really affected him. Um, and apparently, his experience, I think, is probably I, by the looks of things, his experience is what brought him down statistically. Oh yeah, because only... Carlos is more experienced than yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I I would argue, right? So I, I'll just reveal it. Lewis Hamilton's overall is ninety two. You're okay. telling me that a seven, <clears throat> maybe even eight time world champion, <laughs> and I, I'm not even talking about the controversial one. I'm talking about China in the gravel. So you. <laughs> So you're potentially saying that a seven-time world champion isn't as good as Max Verstappen, who is currently a two-time world champion. Yeah, I that's think that seems a bit off to me personally. Unless they're just using the previous season as their baseline. Can I make a very good point? Uh, well, the fact that you've said your own point is good. <laughs> you're like, can I make a good point? Yeah, can <laughs> okay. I make a very good point? I think, I, I think the point should be... If it's good or bad, it should be debated. No, no, no. This is a very good point. Said. And this is this is exactly why Max will okay. be better than Lewis. Max is currently sponsored by EA. Ah. Uh, mm. Okay, mm. okay. That is a very good point, mm. yes. I wonder if so, they fudged the numbers. <laughs> so they've got to have the top boy, the top guy, the one on the front cover as the best. Yeah, so, so experience. Max Verstappen, 84. Lewis Hamilton, 97. Right, that's a big difference. Right. By the way, Fernando Fernando Alonso's experience is ninety nine because he's older <laughs> than Formula One at this point. Racecraft, Max Verstappen's ninety seven, Lewis Hamilton ninety four. Okay, that's oh no, I, could, I I would swap. Ooh. I could kind of see maybe it, where you're going with if that. If it was the twenty twenty one season, I'd swap it over. Yeah. Okay. Awareness, Max Verstappen eighty five, which seems a bit low. Lewis Hamilton ninety four. So, oh yeah, it's a bit low for so Max. I think. On already, Lewis has got 97, 94, 94, and Max has got 84, 97, 85, right? And then awareness, uh, uh, oh, sorry, pace, sorry. Max is 95, Lewis is 90. And somehow Max Verstappen is 94 and Lewis is 92. I'm not yeah, particularly good at maths, but that doesn't I maths for me. I, I think they don't they don't take an average. It doesn't it's maths. Average. Because no, on it's average not, it's not an average. It's on average, average, I think very quick maths. No, no, they don't use averages. Yeah, I think Lewis would then be a ninety four and a half or ninety five. No, no, they don't use averages. No, I'm just telling you, like if it was on yeah. an average, and then I think Max would actually be like a maybe like a like 89 90 yeah no they don't use averages no. they just pretty much pick a number from thin air yeah pretty much um for gazy for gazi yeah it's just, it's just a bit strange um all right so i'm gonna uh, because let's be honest we could be here for days talking about this uh i'm gonna give you uh, a draw like a random driver i'll give you two more uh and you'll just guess what that overall <laughs> is uh oscar piastri 105. <laughs> Perfect. Correct answer. Those papaya glasses have very clearly been sent and didn't get damaged in the post. Uh, 79. 74. 74. Okay. Uh, the closest to your prediction is uh, Nico Hulkenberg. He's got 80. What is Logan Sargent's? Because he would be the lowest. Right? Yes. So Logan is tied with Nick DeVries 
for the lowest rating, what would you think that would be? Bearing in mind that Oscar Piastri is 74. 72? 71. 71. Yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty interesting as well. Like, so They're all rookies, aren't they? As well? Yeah, it's a rookie season um, for Oscar, Nick, and Logan. Uh, but it's very interesting that they've given Oscar 74, like three points up off of the other two. That's pretty interesting. But then again, he did win F2. So, Maybe. And also, he's probably in what would be perceived as a better car than yeah, true. So he's got a little bit the, of a yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you say that anyway. <laughs> um, and then uh, obviously, like because uh, the game isn't fully out yet, the F two roster haven't haven't launched yet. But I imagine uh, that uh, uh, my main man Vesti and uh, Bearman are probably probably up there within the top two or three. I'd imagine. But yeah, so those those are the ratings. I think there are a couple of like debatable ones. Like I think uh, Lando Norris is the same rating as Sergio Perez. Mm. Mm. That, I'd probably rate Lando a little bit less than Sergio. Yeah, I would probably put put Lando a little bit lower. Um, and the other one for me that was a little bit in- is he sponsored by EA? No, he's he not is, spon- isn't he? No, I'm sure he is. Isn't I he? I don't think he is. But he does something because they gave him early access to the game. Wasn't he doing a? I think they just do that purely because, like, they they send influencers copies of the game and stuff, and they know that he streams. Right, that and he's stuff, he's so. an influencer. He's an influencer. Yeah, I don't think it would affect it that much. I I genuinely I think with Lando, so many people within the paddock rate Lando so highly. I think yeah. that's the thing. I think they see they see Lando as a potential future world champion, um, and I think probably the most viable one when you look outside of the top teams this year so i think that's why okay plus his age as well yeah so i i just thought they would give him because he's that he can bring in that demographic can't mm, yeah so. i guess so um the one the one that surprised me is lance stroll 84 Alex, His experience must have popped that one up. Alex Albon, 83. I think they probably looked at experience. Yeah, I, I personally, I just would have put Albon at the same level or higher than Stroll, personally. But that's just me. Yuki Sonoda got an 83. Yuki! Yuki! Uh, Alright, cool. So that was that was the game ratings. Uh, not that it matters, to be completely honest. That's, yeah, just to be completely honest. Um... But do you know what does matter? It's race week. It is race week. Uh, <laughs> thank God. We've had a little bit of a break. But in we all honesty, like, I kind of like the fact that... I don't know if you knew this, right? But we've had a bit of a break. And we, we essentially we had the Le Mans to fill that gap. I don't know if you knew, but the previous person who looked after Formula 1, Bernie, he used to make sure that there was a race organised the same weekend as Le Mans so that Formula One drivers couldn't take part in Le Mans. Really? Was Did that, you know that that's, actual, a, that's a, a, As far as I'm aware, that is an actual thing, which is, is mad. Yeah, it is, it's petty. It's really petty. I can't, I'm kind of here for it, but it's a bit mad. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to hear about that. I can't remember where I heard that, so I do apologise if it's completely ir- like out of left field, um, but I'm 99% sure that's true. Um, but he used to make sure that there was a race weekend organised. But this year there wasn't. 
um, which meant that we got to see like Charles Leclerc at uh, uh, Le Mans and stuff like that. But he would have obviously very quickly hopped on a flight to Canada, um, which is where we are this this weekend. Um, we haven't, I think, we haven't been to Canada and had like a decent race in a while, have we? I remember last year being quite boring. Well, qualifying was exciting. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Max Fernando was in P2. Was it Carlos maybe P3? Um, but Max just kind of ran away with it. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carlos ended up P2, uh, and then Hamilton was P3, and then George was P4. That was that was at the end of George Russell's P5 streak, I believe. Right. Um, yeah, the qualifying was, was, it was wet qualifying, so that's what mixed up the grid, but... Yeah, and then race day, it was business as usual for, for Red Bull. But uh, I have a feeling this is going to be the race that Red Bull don't win. Really? What? So what yeah. makes you say that? I just think, uh, I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling for that, as Edson would say. Um, okay. I think, yeah. I just, I just you, think. Do you think the Wall of Champions may take Verstappen? No, I think his car, his car will just fail. You, oh, you think you're thinking reliability? Okay. Yeah, well, to be fair, they haven't really ran into any reliability problems so far this year. So, yeah, maybe. I just think Who knows? This could be the one. So, yeah. I mean, not. I don't hope for it to happen. It would mm. be nice, um, but I'm not sure who would win. Let's just say Sergio and Max are out. Mm. I'm not sure who would get the win. Do we think uh, Mercedes? Yeah, I'm thinking Mercedes. I'm thinking Mercedes. Or do you think it was more suited for aerodynamics of Catalonia? It, do you reckon Aston, like Fernando's like, we're not going to be off the podium after, after Catalonia? It frustrates me, but I think Mercedes are back in contention. I don't think they're pushing Red Bull contention in any way, shape or form, but I think they're back at the top end of the field. They're done pissing around towards the back. And it, like I said, it's kind of annoying because, because but I think it's partly just me wanting those papaya tinted glasses on every single week, and it's not happening. But um, but to me, just I think Mercedes have, have what was that? Just let it go. I will not let. It go. They're the most successful successful team in Formula One history. Uh, so, but yeah, with uh, with with mercedes i think that their their upgrades and their changes to the car i think the 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 people back in the factory have been working tirelessly and i think it's going to start paying off partly because ferrari have fumbled the bag i think that ferrari have slowly but surely slipped down the field slowly and slowly since the beginning of well since the end of last season really end of last season you even had other teams pushing them Compared to this time last year, Carlos was second in Canada. Can you see Carlos finishing second this weekend? Absolutely not. Not in a million years. So, like, going into the weekend, that is, anyway. So, it's just, yeah, it's just very odd that they've fallen off that much. Um, But, I mean, Mercedes seemingly have have taken their place, essentially. I think think the Red Bulls won't win this race, Mm -hmm. and I think it is going to be a Mercedes versus Aston fight for the win and the podium. I would like to see uh, a Mercedes Aston 
podium fight. That would be good. I would like to see a little bit of a repeat of 2011 where the whole race was just completely, <laughs> absolutely mad because of red the flags greatest and race rain. Ever. And, yeah, so if you, if you have never seen the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix, go and watch it. Just go watch and watch the highlights. Five hours of it. No, no, watch all five hours. Of yeah, it. watch all five hours. My God. No, watch Definitely. the highlights because nobody has time for that. Go and watch the highlights because it is absolutely mad. Um, and there are things in there that you just completely don't expect. And all of a sudden, I won't ruin it because it's, well, I will ruin it because it's slightly obvious. But of all of the things that you expect to happen with all of the things that happens to him, you don't expect Jensen to win. You don't. You you genuinely, you partly think that, especially during the last lap, it comes down to the last lap. You yep. genuinely think that Vettel's got it. You couldn't have written it. No. If it was a no. movie, you couldn't have written it. No. He had like a drive through penalty, five pit stops, two punctures. Yeah. Uh, and having to overtake his way through. And then Vettel, the last lap, just that one mistake. Yeah. Slight, slight onto the wet line and... It is the epitome of never give up. Mm. If you ever yeah, want absolutely. a good example of never give up because you don't know what could happen, watch that Grand Prix because that's the perfect example of just carry on, work hard, and hopefully something will pay off in the end because that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah. I would love a classic like that, but let's be honest, I think Canada only really has one or two classic, like very, very good races. I, I when it when it rains it's one of the best tracks yeah when it rains um, sure yeah but i would argue that most tracks get pretty good when it rains so i don't know how how you know how much influence that would actually take uh so i am just going to very quickly it's montreal isn't it montreal yeah Mo montreal weather i'm going to look at the, the weather for this weekend it's going to be bone dry isn't it no <gasps> so currently uh we are looking at friday scattered thunderstorms oh. saturday showers sunday scattered showers so that's currently what we're looking at so i'm just gonna double check bear with me i'm going to double check uh environment canada and see what they say uh so environment <laughs> canada are saying 30 percent chance of showers on saturday and 30 percent chance of showers on sunday so who knows fingers crossed yeah fingers, who, crossed. yeah fingers crossed i'm also going to check bbc weather as well and bbc weather uh it is looking like uh sunday light rain showers with and light winds and then saturday drizzle and light winds and it doesn't look like the rain is going to give up until about four on saturday local time that is so more than likely it will be a wet quality that's good that's i think good. if you had a wet quality and a wet race it could make it quite interesting and it could potentially bring in safety cars and it could potentially neutralize Verstappen. Well, Lewis is amazing at the track, whether it's wet or dry. And if it's wet, it will definitely play into his hands a lot more. But Fernando's also pretty good at this track. And he's good in the wet. And so. he's good in the wet. But Max is very good in the wet. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Oh, Lance Stroll is good in the wet. Lance Stroll is... Also in an Aston Martin. So there's Can you imagine potential... him? Uh, you know what? Whatever happens, mm. I'd like to see Lance on the podium on its home race. I think that would just be, yeah. be nice. Yeah, it is his home race. 
he's in a car that can get on the podium. Mm. This is his chance. And I think if he does it, he turns his season around. I, I think th- that'll give him just a massive boost. I think if Lance gets a podium within the next two or three races, I think that it it answers some of those questions as to how on earth he's still in that car. Um, but I think that a podium is expected of him at some point this year. Yep. With that car. And that's what I said. I think I said this last week as well. I said that because Lance is now, or as soon as that Aston Martin wins a race or could win a race, like providing nothing stupid happens. Like let's say for example, Fernando manages to win a race, but then like he gets a time penalty or whatever it is, or something controversial happens like a safety car late on or whatever it is. And it should have won a race. That Aston Martin should have won a race. If Lance isn't even able to get it in the top five, questions have to be asked of Lance and his ability um, and why on earth he's still in that car. Um, However, I do wish him all the best. I don't wish to see his downfall or anything like that. Um, So, but I, I, I just, I just wonder a little bit. Um, However, uh, I just don't see it happening. (laughs) I I don't see it happening. I would like to see Yuki back in the points. Yuki's pretty good in the rain, might I add. Um, and he's Mr. Consistent. He is. So I'd like to see Yuki pushing for points. That would be really, really nice. Um, I'll. I wonder how low the McLarens will fall. Um, and what else? We don't have to talk about it. It's okay. Well, you've got a McLaren on your background, so it's kind of hard to forget uh, the highs of 2011. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I don't really have too much too much else to be honest. I just hope that it's more interesting than the Siesta Grand Prix. I, that's my only hope. It will really. be. It will be. There's there's multiple places for overtaking. There's hard braking zones. Yeah. it's tough on the cars. It, it, it's definitely going to be a lot more interesting than. Yeah, I really hope so. I think there's also like there's the added danger of groundhogs <laughs> <laughs> on the racetrack as well. Uh, that and uh, that and you've got uh, marshals falling over all over the track as well. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic moment too. Uh, there's always something. There's always some sort of drama. There's also Seb uh, being overtaken. So, do you want to talk about 2019? We can we can talk about 2019. We've we've been chatting about Canada for about 20 minutes. I'd say we've got some time to talk about 2019. Would you Would you like to take it away and explain what on earth happened to our viewers slash listeners? Yes. It is the 2019 Canadian Grand Prix. Sebastian has been leading the Grand Prix and is expected to win it. He's been holding off Lewis for quite a few laps. This is where the contention and the controversy comes in. Going into turn three, is it? Was it turn four? I believe so. Going into turn three, turn four, Sebastian has a little bit of a lockup, goes onto the grass and comes back onto the racetrack. As he comes back onto the racetrack, he almost goes into Lewis Hamilton, who has to back off so they don't both crash. Because of that, Sebastian is given a five-second time penalty. He wins the race, but because of the five-second time penalty, Lewis then wins the race because he's within five seconds in P2. Yeah. This causes a lot of controversy because Sebastian believes that he should not have been given a penalty because he's like, where can I go? I was coming off the track, onto the track. And it's been kind of skewed by Sebastian Vettel fans who skewed, <laughs> who believe he should you. not have been given a penalty 
But if you look at it objectively, he should have been given a penalty. My issue is, is that I I am a massive Sebastian Vettel fan. Yeah. And I already look at this through German-coloured sunglasses. Red-coloured, you know, rose-tinted. Because there's been Ferrari then, wouldn't he? Yeah, all right. Well, Tifosi coloured glasses. Um, and I, I... I think part of it is everyone likes an underdog, right? St- no, so, no, 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 let me... You're let reaching. Me, let, me, let, me, let me explain. So what I'm saying is, is that everyone likes an underdog. And at that point, Hamilton had won how much? How many years in a row? So I have a feeling that part of it is thrown down. You look so fed up right now. Part it's, of it, I think, is down to so many people just wanting the, wanting that David versus Goliath story. They want, you know, they want to take Hamilton down essentially um, because he's yeah. winning so much. And I and I do kind of get that. I think that had it been another driver uh, in a in a different position. I don't think there would have been a penalty. However, because it was for the lead, I think it was justified for the penalty to have been given. It, there, there is no justification. No, it was this driver, that driver. It's black and white. He locked up. He made a mistake because he was under pressure. He went onto the grass. Yeah. He came back off from the grass onto the track Lost control of the car a little bit because yeah. his tyres had dirt on, which meant Lewis had to back out. Otherwise, they would have caused a crash. He returned in an unsafe manner. It's time penalty. It's as yeah. simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with None you. None of this, oh, David versus Goliath. <laughs> I agree. I, I do agree with you. However, I'm doing it through gritted teeth because, because of my personal affiliation to my GOAT essentially that's that's where i'm yeah that's that's where i'm struggling a little bit no and i think it it made him look a little bit petulant when he swapped the one and the two yeah swapping the one and the two was a bit was a bit childish but at the same time like and we we see it time and time again with drivers in the car I think almost a little bit of like Red Bull Vettel came out then, like a little <laughs> bit of that, like that arrogance, that like I am the best, I deserve this, deal with it type attitude. Um, and I, I think that a lot of heated things get said within the car. Like you can hear driver radios. Yuki is a great example. Some of Yuki's I, driver I, radios. I totally were understand, and I give drivers a free pass with the adrenaline and everything to say. Obviously not what they want, there's, but I'm not going to take what they're saying literally. There's there's a reason why the cooldown room exists. <laughs> yeah, but the swapping of the one and two, I felt that that was that was. Did he, didn't he get a fine for that? I don't know. I believe he got a fine for that, um, oh, but I can't remember. I believe uh, he did get a fine. Oh, I, actually, you're right. I think yes. he did. Yeah. But it wasn't yes. just him, it was Ferrari as a team as well. I think they got a fine as well. Yeah. Because they contested the appeal. Oh, no, I can't. Sorry, yeah, I was saying they contested the penalty, but yeah. I didn't see anything around if he got a fine for it, uh, for swapping the one and two. 
So, okay, here's a question for you. Would you have given him a, a, a fine for swapping the one and two? No. I think it just added a little bit more spice to the race. Yeah, fair enough. It's just, just, a couple, it's just some signs. That's it. But yeah, should have swapped I, it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. But like I said, I think it's it was partly not only frustration because of uh, because of the fact that he'd lost the win type thing, but it's also you know you are trying to take down the big one type thing. I think that just yeah it I made think it a bit. Lewis more. had had done kind of like a max. He'd won the four or five of the previous seven races i can like i can double check for you um should, I, can... I should have it here so yeah canada was the seventh race and pre that lewis had won four uh one two three four valtteri had won two Hold yeah on. one two three so four, i'm just i'm just yeah, uh so seventh race yep yeah. And then he went on to win one, two, three, four, five, six more. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, uh, so, so, yeah, literally, like, there was a Mercedes winning car the entire season up until, up until Canada. And so it was, let's be honest, also looking at the, the drivers and stuff like that, I think Charles threw away a pole in Bahrain. Um, but like, they, they weren't close to winning. And so this was like one of the only chances they had at winning. So I think there was extra, there was extra beef put in there for sure. Yeah. Um, so I can I can kind of understand it because um, yeah, I think looking at it like Seb got a P three in China and Azerbaijan that year. Charles got a P three as well, but up until Canada, oh no, Seb got P two uh, in Monaco. I do apologise. So like you can see, maybe he thought that you know momentum's coming with me. Maybe I should have won that race type thing. So yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. but Canada race week, Lance Stroll on the podium. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, and, and what's going to happen? No, no, this is oh what's going to happen, right? Go. It's going to be Lance Strong first. He goes off the track. He <laughs> he rejoins in an unsafe manner, stopping Max from overtaking him. Gets a five-second penalty. Max in the race. Lance swaps a one and two. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know what would be what would be interesting? Actually, is that uh, if we had like a like a similar situation to when Max no Ocon was trying to unlap himself. Um, in the Brazilian oh, Grand Prix of, I believe yeah. that was also 2019. I believe. Was it 2019? Or am I making that up? Uh, uh, Brazilian we, Grand Prix. Mac, no, Max won, apparently. No, Max won. It must have been 2018 then. It must have been 2018 then, yeah. Because it was the bigger cars there. Let's have a look. 2018 uh, Brazil. Uh, I'm just going to Google that real quick. Ocon. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a 2018 Brazilian. Oh, just as I finished. Yeah, yeah, it is 2018. I've just seen the replay now. Um, yeah, just as I finished hitting enter, <laughs> <laughs> you managed to find it. 
But so, all right, so what we'll do then is we'll finish up with podium predictions. What are you thinking podium-wise for <clears throat> for the Canadian Grand Prix? I, I'm, I'm going to make my predictions excluding Red Bull because we always know they're just going to be one, two, or three. So, okay, uh, okay realistically... So we're going, we're, we're going okay, essentially, I'll, I'll we're going with Formula 1.5, which is that Reddit that yeah, I talked about so, earlier. Um, okay, we'll do a Formula 1 and then do like a Formula 1.5, which is minus Red Bull. So Formula 1, I'm actually just going to go... Max, Sergio, and Lewis. Without the Red Bulls, I'm going to go Fernando, Lewis, mm. Lance. Okay, I'm going. I'm going Fernando, uh, Lewis, George. Okay, um, but I, I don't think I don't think Sergio has got the minerals still. So I'm still I'm still going Max to win. He'll just fly away with it. Uh, yeah. Fernando, and then and then probably Lewis or maybe George, depending on. I depending think on because of on. the long straight, that that Red Bull will just be ahead. Yeah, that's why I'm going for a one-two with them. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, we so shall see. With the Formula One point five, we've spoken about this again briefly on the podcast. But what they do is they remove the top three teams. Um and then essentially they they work out the points as if those top three teams wouldn't exist. So the uh the constructors that they have as part of Formula One point five are Alpine, Alpha Tauri, uh, McLaren, Alpha Romeo, Williams, and Haas. So the other the top three teams are uh, like removed. Top three or four, four teams. teams. Top four teams. So Sorry, I do apologize. Teams, yeah. Uh, so currently uh, the world standings you would have Gasly in first with 114 points and then you'd have Ocon in second oh. with 104 points and then third would be Yuki Sonoda with 78 points ah nice if those teams didn't exist I, it's completely hypothetical obviously um, but yeah there we have I it I mean it sounds better than the uh, continental championship idea you, you hey no my <laughs> continental championship is genius because it only affects sponsors it doesn't affect anything else it's completely useless unless you want to put bums in seats and put eyes on TV screens it doesn't affect oh, it doesn't God. mean anything Good. I think it's, it's a great fun. idea. So it's always fun contesting. Um, one thing I, I would like to mention as well is that uh, I actually, so I think I've said to you, said this to you before, is that we have an internal thing at work where we have to predict the top ten for every Grand Prix. Yeah, I've done something a little bit different. So what I have done is because you have to predict the top 10 and then if you're if you get the position right you get full points for the position and then you're allowed to have it one off that position to still get points for your for your top 10 predictions so for example if i were to say that max verstappen was first and he actually finishes second i still get some points if he finishes third i get no points no nothing right so like it gives you a little bit of leeway type thing so what i've done is i've created a spreadsheet and within that spreadsheet, what I've managed to do is I've put in all of the um, all of the drivers, all of their finishing positions for the entire entirety of the season, and then worked out how often they finish a race and how often they finish in the points. Because then I can pick my top ten based on statistical analysis and also get the average position, meaning 
that hopefully i've only just started doing this right can i just hopefully, slightly interrupt you yeah is there on. a prize is there a prize there is a, there is money on the line <laughs> okay now i understand why you've gone really in depth there's there's it. money on the line right and it's not that much money i think it's like the equivalent of like 50 quid uh you, <laughs> we all put like three quid into a pot at the beginning of the season and it's like whoever comes out, i think it's the top five people right top five people actually win some money i think like first is like 50 percent of the whole prize pot second is is like 30 second is like 10 and the, the third of four or whatever it is it's like broken down yeah. anyway i can't do maths um but um last year mr statistical analysis can't with do maths. spreadsheets can't so do maths. last year well i can do the maths on the spreadsheet because a computer does it for me uh but last year um i was top five right and then I thought, in order to really do well, I'm going to have to make some bold predictions for Abu Dhabi. And they went completely against me, and I ended up sixth. So I could have won some money had I not messed with it. But now, I am sticking with statistical analysis. So I have, like I said, I have the average finishing position, the uh, the whether or not they so end up in the can, points. Can you do your top ten? Can I guess your top ten? For uh, I can't do it because I'm not on my work computer. I, so I don't actually know what, what what I put my top ten as, but I can go on my work phone very quickly. Uh, uh, so let, let me let me guess this, and then we will wrap up the podcast because sure. we say this every every single time. Oh, we haven't got that much to talk about, and four hours later, four hours we later, statistical we analysis have... into the top ten of the Canadian Grand Prix. I mean, we always find so something. Bring it to up. I, I like this. I like this. Uh, it's it's been an episode of ah, where you. I found the tab. I found the tab. Okay. So I'm right. just I'm just going to let it load. So I'm going to go bottom up, right? Uh, so just just for a bit analysis. of a bit of uh, uh, a bit of like you know info. I'm currently tenth position, right? Okay. Out, out of how many people? Out of hold on, I'm just trying to work that out because it does take a while to to load. It's an internally built website, so it's done by points. The person top has 1,480 points. I am tenth with 1,377, so I'm within a hundred points, right? Okay, and, I can change like um, two or three races. Yeah, so so I in Miami I scored 200 and something points. So within a week it can change, right? Um, and so there are currently. 85 people and the person bottom has 616 points so i'm i'm not doing too but i think i i would argue top 10 is pretty good all right but all right so you want to guess what my top 10 prediction is um yes. and we'll we'll see how close how close you are i'm missing one person oh you're okay, oh you're writing right. it down okay right i'm gonna go sinoda in 10th wrong Albon. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> Why would I have... So, this is... Because this is... Sonoda usually finishes, T, P, usually finishes P10 or P11. Right. However, so statistically, statistic statistically, he's only in the points 29% of the times. So why would I bother? All right. All right let's he, fin he finishes 100% right. of his races, right? But he only ever finishes in the points 29% of the time, mate. Okay. P1 max. Right. right. Yeah, P1 easy. max. Right. We'll get the easy one out of the way. P2 Sergio. Yep, P2 Sergio, yep. P3 Fernando. Yep, P3 Fernando, yep. P4 Lewis. P4 Lewis, yep. P5 George. Yep. P6 Ocon. Nope. Gasly. Nope. Stroll. Nope. Uh, oh, shit, I've forgotten one entire team. Charles Leclerc. Nope. 
Science. Yep. Science. Science P6. Science. Yep. Then Leclerc P7. P- Leclerc P7. Yep. Archon an eight. Nope. <laughs> you love Archon. <laughs> Archon. Gasly. Nope. Stroll. Yeah. <laughs> this is Stroll. And then Archon. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gasly. Gasly P9. And then Ocon. Yeah, and then Ocon P10. <laughs> I got the top five. I'm pretty oh. sure you said Ocon for every <laughs> position other than first. I'm also pretty sure you said Ocon P10 and then went, right, okay, we'll go back to the top and then guess Ocon for half of the rest of the guesses. But so so um essentially the reason why I've why I've put it like that, uh so Stroll, his average finishing position is seventh. And that's very consistent. So that's the okay. reason why he's. I, th- I think I've got recency bias with Monaco. Yeah, I guess so. But so Stroll finishes in the po- so finishes the race seventy one percent of the time, and he finishes in the points fifty seven percent of the time statistically, meaning that there's a reasonably good chance he'll be in and around the points. So, and then you would compare it to someone like uh, Charles Leclerc, who ex- has exactly the same statistics. His so average finishing position of Charles Leclerc is six point eight. Strolls is seven. So that's why they are slap bang next to each other. You, you know what you've made this? You've made this like Americanized, where they've got all their I've, stats. Yeah, I've slightly stuff. Americanized it, haven't I? Um, but when you look at right signs. Right, hundred percent finishing record, eighty six percent chance of being in the points. That's pretty good. That is good, right? Is I would also like to. I'd like to make it slightly more complicated and also have like a form table, so like drivers that are in form. So you would compare their previous three races or their last three races to the entirety of the season so you can see whether or not a driver's hot or not right now so it gives you a little bit of like i'm i'm so i'm so lost in this aren't i this is for 50 pounds and i'm <laughs> going that in depth into it what's wrong with me um, uh, but i mean that, it's 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 interesting to do, me do you know what it's gonna be like have you seen like the hangover scene where he's got all the masks going through and he's working out the blackjack oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's gonna be you oh, you're yeah. just gonna be like this Going down the escalator at Lego. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, and then if the signs finishes third, then that would be 25 points if you want. Yeah, that would would literally be me. I thought you were going to say the the scene from, I think it's it's, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's like screaming at the the map with all of the red lines behind them. Um, Yeah, no, I, uh, I, like I said, I put a bit of statistical analysis into it so it means that for example de Vries and Sargent are nowhere near <laughs> my top 10 anywhere so like de Vries finishing he finishes 71 percent of the races which is pretty good Logan Sargent again finishes 86 percent of the races zero points average finishing position for de Vries is 14th 0.4 and Sargent's is 17th nowhere near it but then if you look at the average finishing positions only 11 drivers are within the top 10 finishing positions if you're still listening to us viewers listeners we're going to donate the money that jacob wins we are absolutely not we are that (laughs) money is having to listen to to this statistical analysis one one thing i would like to close out the podcast with because okay. I, I think it's actually very nice. So I was listening to the um, to the Formula for Success podcast that they released a couple of days ago with uh, David Coulthard and um, Eddie Jordan. 
if you haven't heard of it or listened to it, do go and give it a listen. I don't care. I'm more than happy to recommend other podcasts because you've made it this far um, in this one anyway. So we've already got the I'm listen, going, so I, do whatever you want. I'm going to add it to my Spotify Please now. do, because like Eddie Jordan is such a character, it's insane. Uh, and he, got, he ha- does have very, very good chemistry with uh, David Coulthard. And yeah. they were asked a question, which was, if you could only ever visit one GP for like like ever again other than silverstone because i think they would both pick silverstone right what grand prix would you pick spa they both said budapest really they both said budapest wow so i'm thinking if you want to next year we look at budapest (laughs) because i'm already going to a race this year so I don't need to actually. Go to I, I would like to go to Budapest. I would like I've to never to been, so I think we should do that next year. I think we should go Budapest. Can we drive to Hungary? Is it drivable? Oh, yeah, we could drive that. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'd rather just get a flight. <laughs> but we can drive it if you want to drive it. <laughs> we'll or, see what the car situation is like next year. Yeah, because you're, you're obviously thinking about a new car. So for me, so from uh, from Denmark, uh, it, it's just past Austria. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so going to drive. Budapest. So it would take me a direct drive, fourteen hours fifty five minutes, and that is uh, easy. easy. One thousand four hundred and thirty two kilometers. So it's quite far, but I would argue it's probably about the same distance as it would we take did me before. Twenty hours. Yeah, it would take you a bit longer from from just outside London. Um, but for yeah. me, it's probably about the same distance that we did because obviously, because essentially last year when we went to Austria, I had to drive from Denmark and then we met up in Cologne, which is like the, the west part of Germany. Whereas for this trip, I would go through the east part of Germany. So it probably is around about the same sort of distance for me. Ooh. It's doable, to be completely honest. I'd have to go, I'd have to go straight through Prague, like through the center of Prague. That's the route it's asking me to take. Really? Probably that's nice. yeah, mad. 1,120 miles. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, obviously, but that includes crossing over on the... On the ferry, yeah. yeah. Or the Eurotunnel, depending on what you want to get. Eurotunnel, right? You don't want to do ferry. Nah, Eurotunnel. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it would it would take me through Germany, the Czech Republic, or Czechia, uh, and then um, Slovakia and Hungary. Yeah, I'd go through. I've just closed it now, but yeah, mine would be. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be, go mine through. Mine would be through Austria. Yeah, through Austria, and I guess technically you could go through Switzerland, but it'd probably be quicker to go down through Munich, right? Uh, yeah. So I would go through a little bit of France, through Belgium, actually up to Cologne. Yeah. Uh, down through to Frankfurt, through Austria, past Vienna. Uh, into uh hungary yeah see i i genuinely i think that we could flip that on its head right and i think that you drive through france and you go from monaco through italy then up towards budapest dude that's gonna add (laughs) days days on the trip the vibes (laughs) you've got to remember the vibes yeah, the vibes wouldn't be very good if I'm exhausted. I mean, I guess But so. it adds around 8 hours so to the journey. If I wanted to go if I wanted to go via Monaco, 
right? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, if I wanted to go via Monaco, it would take it would go from fifteen hours up to thirty three hours. <laughs> And with that, thank you for listening to the podcast. Yep. If you're still here, we will make a donation in your name to a charity. We absolutely won't. Um, <laughs> Jacob's about to win his competition. We're going to donate that money to charity. If I tell you what, if I win, I will split the winnings between myself and the dementia charity that Sir Jackie Stewart supports. Cool. There That's we go. Fine. I'll do that. I, I probably won't win go. anything, so there we go. Um <laughs> But, yeah. I'll tell you what, if you do it, I'll match whatever you win. Great. I'll, there we go. I'll submit it as well. Sure. We'll, we'll do that. Um, but all right. Thank you very much for listening. You know what? Why don't you take it away? No, I genuinely thank you very much for listening. We know we've killed you. With we've done like 20 minutes analysis. of traffic chat, haven't we? What <laughs> is wrong with us? <laughs> genuinely, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Wherever you listen to or watch the podcast, please subscribe and like. We get little hits of dopamine when we see that number go up by one. Yeah. And then we lose it when it goes down by one. Yeah, it's really annoying. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week. We'll be discussing all things Canada. We'll be discussing that uh, Lance Stroll win, won't we? We will be, yes. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, guys. At his, at his championship title charge. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much.